I would say that you have to be present, but understand, like you said, the winter don't stay forever. God may say no right now, but that does not mean throw your dreams away, throw your goals away. That does not mean quit. Rejection, one of my tips is rejection is it's not the time to step back. It's the time to keep pushing forward because that's when you're going to prove more to yourself. That's what it is. So I feel like God, when I say God has already said yes, but there's going to take a few things for you to get there. Maybe you're not ready and he's preparing you. You don't, when you cook dinner, you don't just slap a raw steak on there and it's done. You have to prep it. You got to season it a little bit. You might want to, I don't, tenderize it or however you do so. You might want to make a marinade. You got to let the pan heat up a little bit. You don't, you have to be, you have to prepare. That nice steak meal just doesn't pop up. You might burn yourself with the oil a little, you know what I mean? There's things you're going to go through. So my tip really is when God says no, that doesn't mean he's not saying yes. It doesn't mean that it's over. Rejection is not the end all be all. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, Powerful, to another episode of Powerful. It's your girl, Bridget Brown Jackson, and you know what? I am excited. You knew I was going to say that. Alrighty, if you are a newbie and this is your first time, thank you so much for joining the family. If you're one of our faithful listeners, we appreciate you being here today. But I really am excited because guess what? I have somebody dynamic on the uh, on, on the playlist for today in the studio. She is bad, bad, bad to the bone. And guess what? I'm going to make y'all wait. I'm not even going to tell y'all what. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Hey, lady. So you've had success. You got it going on, but you still know there's something missing. You know so much more. You want so much more. So stop. Get the help and the support that you need. Stop thinking about it and just be about it. You tried it your way. Now get a coach. Go to simplytomorrow.com. That's simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right, all right. We're back. We're back. We're back. Powerful. Hey, this is what I need you to do before we get in. I need you, one, to go get your paper and pencil because you know I'm always telling you that because you might get a nugget and you need to write it down or grab your phone, open up your notes and take some notes, okay? Because our dynamic guest is absolutely, absolutely dynamic. And then I need you to like, share, and subscribe if you have not. Please don't DM me and say, Bridget, I've been listening to your podcast. And then I don't even know that you're listening to it because I've never heard from you. Please go to BridgetBronJackson.com forward slash podcast and let me know you've been listening. Please write a review. We would love, love, love to hear from you. All right. With all of that formality out of the way, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Now, this segment, this episode is entitled, When God Says Yes. Let me tell you, God said yes to my guest. My guest is none other than Brianna Sharif Esquire, and she happens to be one of my former little best friends. As many of you know, I'm a retired uh, principal, and Brianna happened to be one of my students. All right, so she is a corporate lawyer, 
Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Did y'all hear those ching chings? Because I'm trying to get my 10%. You know, I try to get that from all of my students that are doing really, really well. So she is a corporate lawyer. She uh, graduated from the University of St. Thomas um, Law School in Minnesota. And she is here today to drop some nuggets and talk to us about when God says yes. Brianna, 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 welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, my Hello. And that's not so little no more. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, tell the people a little bit more. Unpack that. I, I just gave them a little snippet. Come on, go ahead <laughs> on yourself. Well, hello, everyone. Again, I am Brianna Sharif. I am a corporate attorney in the IT field. I work for a tech company in-house counsel. I'm currently in Buffalo, New York, and I am a new attorney, a growing attorney. That's that's important to note. So I'm still learning, still growing, and I'm just taking on this exciting journey in the legal field. And I'm really all about resilience, perseverance, confidence, and letting people know that whatever you can do, it can happen. God will say yes. And he's already said it. Yes, yes, yes. So before we get into it, unpacking some things and talking about our conversation for today, Brianna, it is Women's History Month. And so we were talking about a phenomenal, phenomenal um, woman, Candace Motley. And I want to break that constant. I'm, I'm tripping right now. You know, sometimes my brain goes Droop, over there because I get so excited. So I got to slow down. Let me stop. Constance Baker Motley, and um, she happens to be deceased now, but she paved the way for so many people, uh, women of color, women in general, and just people that wanted to have a dream. She broke the glass ceiling. Um, the first uh, federal uh, female judiciary, um, the NAACP legal defense fund attorney, um, the first female one for the NAACP. And then she had the chance to argue before the Supreme Court. Like, what what do you think about when you think about powerful women like that, Brianna? I am just in awe because I already know me becoming an attorney between 2000 in the late two, um, 2020s, it was difficult. So I can't imagine how she felt going through the obstacles and I'm just... Uh, honestly thankful for women like that who are able to break barriers and be the first so that my process would be a little bit easier. So I know that I can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. She, we, we stand on the shoulders of giants of people yeah. like that, that did a lot of things that again, we know again, during her time, you know, coming through Jim Crow area and everything, she had a lot of obstacles to overcome, um, but she did them. And then being the first in the state Senate, uh, African-American female, just amazing, amazing things that she did in her career. So we just wanted to spotlight her today. Uh, definitely a lawyer, because again, I have you here. And so again, <laughs> if people don't know who she is, uh, I'll drop that in the show notes so you can go and look some stuff up about her and learn and understand and appreciate that again, we stand on the shoulders of giants. All right, so let's get into our conversation. Uh, as I said, you know, teasingly, you're, you know, my my little best friend. And so what I used to tell people all the time is my students were my little broke best friends. I don't have no little broke best friends no more. Look, all of y'all out here making that money, doing some really, really great things and being successful. Um, my first question to you is what 
made you, you know, decide that you wanted to to do what you're doing right now? Well, initially I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. My grades reflected otherwise in college. So I decided to make (laughs) a quick pivot into a pre-law program. I just knew I wanted to help people. And I felt that I was good at writing. I was good at comprehension. I was good at arguing, making my point and being clear and concise about it. So I said, this is for me. I took the classes. I was engaged and I knew this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, you know, again, for people to understand and know, we do have some background. So I know your parents are uh, very, very happy, please. Uh, (laughs) Um, And I'm so very happy with you. But a lot of times when we have dreams and we have things that we want to do, we also come across obstacles. And so one of the the pre-questions that I asked you is, what are some of your limitations? And you talked about that bar exam. Oh, yeah. um, would you like to share some of the limitations that you had to overcome to get to the point where you're at right now, like living out that thing that you wanted to do? Um, that question, I'm very happy to share because it's the first time that I'm sharing my my journey to get to the position that I'm in now. And I don't know if all the listeners listeners know, but in order to become an attorney, you take the bar exam and you have to pass that to get licensed. I have failed that exam three times, three times. I took it one time. I was one point under to get the second time. I don't know how many points below I was, but it was lower than the first time to get the third time Failed that time. And you would have thought that I had lost. A lot of people stop at two. I, something told me just take take it one more time. Not even one more. I didn't even know. I took it again and I passed it. Yeah. And I learned so much along the way about resilience, about trusting God, about growth and being present and not putting myself in a like staying here and not thinking about what I should have done. Like the pod, I listened to the podcast, Stop Shooting. That resonated with me because I was doing a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was something that was really hard for me. And you know my background, too. I was a dancer in pageants. Things came pretty easily to the kid or I felt like I was always excelling. So this hit of asking God, like, wait, this is I'm supposed to pass the test. That's what I do. I I succeed. I pass things. And God, he had another plan for me. And I learned so much along the way with that rejection made me the woman that I am today and the attorney I am today. Yes, yes. I was gonna say to unpack that. Let's let's we're gonna drill down some more with that because I want to talk about that. Um, you said the, the shoulds. Let's I want to do that first. And so for people to understand, one of the things that I said on one of my podcasts, actually, I've said it on a couple podcasts because it's my theme for this year. So I decided I was going to have a theme, and one of my themes for this year, along with my word. So I always do a word every year, and my word this year is freedom. And my thing this year, my slang, my slogan, whatever you want to call it is, I, sh- I should, uh, I should not should. And so I'm not going to be worried about the shoulds, you know, that didn't happen. I didn't do them. This didn't happen. That didn't come to pass. But what I have today is today and I have tomorrow and we just do it over again. But I want to go back to something you just said. You talked about failing and, yes. and, and a lot of times we associate that and we do this rejection thing. But look at the woman you've become because of it. 
um, you can chime in. Let's talk about that because pe- a lot of people don't want to fail. But failure is the biggest thing. It's the biggest it teacher. It is something now that I like to brag about. I was down and I got back up more than once, more than twice, three times. And I did it. I was, I would have, I thought the world was over. And I feel like it taught me to bet on myself, to keep my faith. And I had so much personal growth along the way. I have so much more appreciation for where I am and the position I hold now. Cause I know I really had to work for that. I spent the bar exam is not cheap. I invested a lot of time, money, sacrifices. So this failure taught me one, how to manage my money, how to manage my emotions, yes. how to manage the people around me who may not be in the same going the same way as me, who don't really understand, well, why are you taking it again? Why are you spending that money again? Brianna, there's other careers you could go to. I'm like, no, I, I know that I'm supposed to be an attorney, so I'm not going to stop. So that failure Ooh. made, it just taught me so much. And I'm so thankful for it. I hated it. And, I, and I'll use hate because I, I hated it so much. But now that is what I brag about. That's something that I'm very proud of. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, In order for me to become a teacher before I was a principal, you know, I taught for 10 years. And in order for me to become a teacher, I had to take four different teacher assessments. And so the the, the math, the basic one, I passed it. The writing one passed it with flying colors. But then I had to take them for my actual areas. And so I have minors. And so I had a language arts. I had a social science and I had um, early childhood. Packed all of them. The social science one failed it. I was like, what? Then I had to take it again. It was like, what? Took it three times. I passed it the oh, third so time. You know. So I know when you said that, I was like, hm, feel you understand it. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, how difficult can this be? But it, it's not easy. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think being in education is easy. It's, it's not easy. First of all, they had just come out with the test. They didn't have this portion. They had a basics test that you had to take, but the test wasn't like it is now. I was that first group of people taking it. And so, um, again, it it just teaches you some things. I love that you said about uh, faith. You you have the faith in God because that's what we're talking about today. The when God says yes. And so what what taught you all about that? Um, Where did all of that come from? I was not a church goer when I was younger. Honestly, I saw, I knew about God. I believed in him, but I sought getting close relationship to him when I moved out to Minnesota for law school. Cause I moved out there. I didn't have any family out there. I didn't have any friends. So I said, I need to build a close relationship to somebody and it's going to be him. So I, I read books, Joyce Meyer. I, I really loved her books and her podcast that brought me closer. And so I just developed, this was before the bar exam. I just d- developed a relationship with him. And I knew that where I was at that point um, before getting my license was a blessing. And I was there because of him. So that's how I developed my relationship with him. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I did earlier. Say he, 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 he's a wonder. He's a wonder. Yes, <laughs> Brianna. Look, look, they know we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about God. We're gonna talk about Jesus up in here. <laughs> and so I laugh because I, I have a, a a little meme um, that I post every now and then. And you don't wanna uh, talk about God, 
they don't come around me. Right. <laughs> Keep it moving. Right. Yes, yes. And so again, we always love to share and talk about uh limitations. And because you know, a lot of times people don't want to talk about the limitations, but they're very, very important because it's a part of your growth journey. And if you're not self-aware, and so one of the things you just said is you're very self-aware. So you know, I was like, ooh, because that's what I do for a living. <laughs> Behavioral wealth strategies uh, for the people that don't. Well, I'm scared now. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love talking that. But you said you were in tune and you understand you had to get over your emotions. A lot of people, um, actually, the Harvard uh, Business Review did a study. Only ten to fifteen percent of people are truly self-aware. About uh, 90, 85 to ninety percent think they are, but they're not. And so they're on the other side of that. And so I love that you said that. What brought you to that that deep awareness? I think honestly, it was the books that I read. I read um, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer, and she really showed me you don't got it all together, Brianna. Like it's how you're thinking is very flawed, and that made me pay more attention to my thoughts, pay more attention to my feelings pay more attentions to how you combat the devil. What is, what voice are you actually hearing and to pay attention to that? So that's how I became self-aware. I, I had help. So yeah. I, I can say that like one reading does wonders for me. So I really was able to grasp where I was mentally, emotionally from reading that book. And I read other books too. I can't remember the names, but yep. Self-help. Wow. That, that is good. I mean that you, you don't even, you probably know a little bit of it, but just how deep that just was when you said that, you know, and, and if people, again, our listening audience are listening, I mean, if you didn't take a note on anything, take a note on that. We have to really, really have that conversation with ourselves sometimes. They're like, look, self, you tripping and I need to pull you back, you know, and I'm glad that you had that conversation with you because I guarantee you, like, again, I've been doing you since you was my little best friend. <laughs> yes. The reason why I keep saying that to the audience is listening. I just want y'all to understand. Uh, Brianna and my daughter are best friends. And so they like to, my daughter rather, likes to talk about her friends. I was like, look, they was my friends before they were your friends. <laughs> um, so she was my student before she was her friend. <laughs> yes, I was. But Imani, that's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to put that in, put that in perspective. But, um. For people listening, Brianna, just to share with them again um, how important that is because you you have always been powerful, you know. So again, to unpack this for the audience, uh, I became the assistant principal uh, at a school. And so Brianna was in fifth grade. And so I want uh, people to understand, I'm talking about going all the way back when I could see the character. Oh that she had always been somebody that, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to achieve. And I heard you say that at the beginning, I danced, you were in pageants, everything that you did, it kind of came easy. Talk about that, the easy versus the difficult. The easy, I think the easy did me some good to the extent of I had a lot of confidence growing up. I still have confidence, but that gave me the, you know how in school they say, oh, you can do anything you put your mind to. I really thought that, like I knew that for a fact at a very young age, whatever I do, I'm going to do it well. I'm going to shine and make everyone proud. I'm going to make myself proud. So that was for a 
for a long time, I had that up until I moved to Minnesota for law school. Law school humbled me, <laughs> which is what I needed. So the easy was good as far as building up a foundation. Things are coming easy to you. That's telling me you're good at something. You're valued. You have skills. You have assets. You're good. Now, the difficult, the difficult, like the word, it was really hard, but it also taught me more. It gave me, I feel like, death and grit to myself that I've, I've always wanted. You know, not, not that I wanted anything to not come easy to me. Of course, we want a soft life. We want everything to go well, but it did give me a grit. And like I told you earlier, I always wanted to help people. Yeah. I can't help nobody if I've never experienced any type of resilience. Someone comes to me and say, oh, Brianna, I'm going through this hardship and I can't relate. That's just not realistic. So I feel like the difficult part is something that I guess in a way I've been asking for all along because I'm asking like, God, I want to help people. I want to do this for my community. And I bet you you're looking at me like, well, you who are you going to help if everything was easy, you know? <laughs> I got to give you that job experience. Wait a minute. Okay, now go help your community. <laughs> right. Now yeah. you are ready. Yeah. I feel like he was saying, now you're ready. Yeah. I was recently listening to NDRE. Um, She was on some talk show. I can't remember where. It might have been Tamron Hall. Um, And so she was on the show and she was talking about how things in life, like you said, everything had came easy. And her mom was like her biggest champion. Her mom was like, yes, you could do it. You can do it. You could do it. And so she has all of this. But then she started having a few difficulties, you know, in in her industry. And she didn't understand it because everything had come. And then as she's reflecting now, she was talking about how the fact that it's so much easier now um, when you go through those times, because now it gives you, again, relational, you can relate to other people, but also just that fortitude that you were saying earlier, the resilience and everything, just absolutely amazing. And so I'm always trying to tell people you are powerful, but powerful means that we are going to have our seasons. So right now, if it's winter season, winter not going to last always. We're going to see some spring and we're going to see summer. If we just come out, (laughs) I'm going to come out tomorrow. That's right. That's right. And so one of the things that I asked you was uh, to provide some tips. And one of the tips you said was about the rejection. So let's let's unpack that. What three things uh, that you would share with the audience about to help them again, see, as we said, our subject is, you know, when God says yes, but it feels like right now he's saying no. So what do we do? I would say that you have to be present, but understand, like you said, the winter don't stay forever. God may say no right now, but that does not mean throw your dreams away, throw your goals away. That does not mean quit. Rejection, when my tip is rejection is, it's not the time to step back. It's the time to keep pushing forward because that's when you're going to prove more to yourself. That's what it is. So I feel like God, when I say God has already said yes. But there's going to take a few things for you to get there. Maybe you're not ready and he's preparing you. You don't when you cook dinner, you don't just slap a raw steak on there and it's done. You have to prep it. You got to season it a little bit. You might want to I don't tenderize it or however you do so. You might want to make a marinade. You got to let the pan heat up a little bit. You don't you have to be you have to prepare that nice steak meal just doesn't pop up. You might burn yourself with the oil a little. You know what I mean? There's things you're going to go through. So my tip really is when God says no, that doesn't mean he's not saying yes. It doesn't mean that it's over. 
rejection is not the end all be all. Oh, I love that. Oh my, you see me sit over here like, yes. Because when you said that, that, that really, that picture, I could literally visualize that picture in my mind's eye. Nobody just puts a, a raw steak on some bread and be like, let's eat. <laughs> exactly. That have to happen with that. And when we position ourselves and we get ourselves together, then now we can um, be able to do that. So I love that. I love that. I love that. So don't run from the rejection, you know, embrace it. Um, for the time that you're having to go through, whether it's it, what you feel is rejection from God or rejection from people, because sometimes God got to get you isolated from people because you can't even see because people are in the way. Exactly. And I want to chime in on that, too. The rejection from God and from people. Sometimes we get it mixed up. I feel like I also did, too. For the bar exam, the state board was telling me, no, they told me I failed. That doesn't mean God told me I felt he all he said was, all right, come on, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So I, I, I like that distinction of people versus God telling, you know, you have to recognize what that is also. Yeah. Yeah. The um, the you were talking also about fortitude and resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, resilience is something that, you know, again, we, we we're we're. So, so let me go back to this. Let me go back to this because my mind moving right now. You, you just unpacked a whole lot of stuff. I got excited. <laughs> you used some, some words that I love. So I want to talk about the resilience, but I also want to go back and talk about how we're human, how we're designed. So we're designed. Cortisol is going through our bodies and it's helping us because we're going to go into the fight or flight mode. And right. we can't, we really need to be resilient. And so, you know, I, I guarantee you, and maybe you can talk about this when you just, when you're telling the story, even do you go back and kind of feel some of that it's visceral for you? Oh, yes. E- even now, even now saying when earlier, when I even saying I felt the bar exam, my heart is beating fast because I, I feel that mm-hmm. I do feel that. And, you know, resilience is important because when you feel that hurt, you got to You got to keep on going. Pass it. Press, pass it. Press, pass it. I love Les Brown talks about um, failing and um, oh, Lord, I just lost his name. I had it on tip of my tongue. Uh-uh. Travis, Travis Smiley. Um, he had a book that he had uh, come out called uh, Failing, Failing Forward. And so I think I said the book right. Uh, but he talked about, you know, again, I'm going to keep on moving. And as I keep failing, I'm going to be successful. And so I think what I want to bring out in all of this, and again, this wasn't even planned in our conversation or anything, but I, I do want our listening audience to hear it. And so again, you can chime in and unpack it again. Don't fear failure because without failure, you can't have the success. You just said you are a better lawyer you are, you could be a better advocate. You can be more sensitive. You're more in tune with your emotions. And then not only that, because I achieved this one back here. Oh, I know I can do that one up there. Oh, yeah. It definitely increased my confidence being able to go through those rejections, failures moving forward. And I, I do want to say, too, I wouldn't have been able to do it without support. 
I just wanted to put that out there too. I don't want anybody to think I did this by myself. I didn't have help. My parents are super supportive, grandparents, friends, family, everyone, Facebook family, very supportive. So that's how I got through it too. But like you said, it it taught me a lot. It did. Yeah. And and then and I want people to understand is it's no, it's nothing to have it. We all have our things. And this is what I think, especially as women, if we shared more, if we were more transparent, um, we really could be able to bless other people more, you know, and I found those times when as a leader, uh, even now as an entrepreneur, when I'm vulnerable, matter of fact, I just had a friend, a colleague, she's another entrepreneur. uh, And we were talking and I shared some stuff with her and she was like, wow, I just needed to hear that because I'm going through something too, but I think I'm by myself. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and there's nothing wrong with, again, when things don't go the way that you think it should, it can always come all the way back around. You just about having faith. Yeah. And it's so much. And I told you, this is my first time even sharing publicly about how I got from point A to point B, because I had so much shame. I had so much shame in it. Because like I said, I think that's a negative of kind of growing up and things coming easy. My first moments of rejection, I didn't know what to do. Do you tell people? I'm like, no, I'm going to keep it to myself. Like nobody needs to, it was just so much shame in speaking about it. But I also, when I did listen to one of your podcasts, also, I think it was the interview with M. Okay. It, and when I heard she talk about how important it is to tell your story and how she read the stories of other women and that helped her through her situation. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like I'm keeping it quiet. There might be another woman keeping it quiet who can now speak and find a voice because now I'm speaking and I'm talking. Oh, say that again. So the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the piece. And, and and I love when when she shared that on there. Like, you don't know what somebody else is going through. And so if we hold it when and I'm, I'm glad you did. Like I said, um, this conversation went a whole different way. Than what we, <laughs> but obviously it's meant for somebody. And so if you're that somebody that's listening to this. Okay, I need you to go to BridgetBrownJackson.com forward slash podcast and leave us a comment and let Brianna know. Thank you for sharing and being transparent. Because as we started off and we said about um, Constance Motley being one of the the first Black female lawyers and again, um, being able to argue before the Supreme Court and all these things, her shoulders is what we're standing on. You know, exactly. she was born in 1921. So we know she went through Jim Crow and all of that stuff. And so, again, we stood on those on the, the shoulders of the of her, the shoulders of her as a giant. And so really, really important. So thank you, Brian. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, we're going a whole different direction. But <laughs> I somebody need to hear this message. Thank you so much. So before we get out of here, we've talked a lot about the challenges and things like that. Um, let's talk about the the superpowers. So we know that you were resilient. We have all of that stuff. What are some other superpowers that you've had that really have helped you um, navigate your way through through this success? I think one of my I'm saying one of I have I have a few. One of my greatest superpowers is my confidence. And that helps me because when I walk into a room as an attorney, it's a lot of speaking with other people and sometimes not saying what people want to hear. When you have confidence, people 
want to listen to you. They want to follow. I feel like my superpower is that another one would be like I said, my faith in God. That is a superpower in itself, because when something doesn't go my way, I know that it's not the end all be all. I know that he has a plan for me. So my trust in him is another one. And then resilience. There's nothing that could come to me now. There's not, anybody could say, no, it will not break me down. I'm like, all right, well, plan B. Let's, what can we do here? How can we work around this? Let, let's get to work. It does not stop me anymore. So I feel like those three things, being confident, having faith in God, being resilient, those are my superpowers. And I'm so glad that they were strengthened by situations that I would have never thought would have gave me those superpowers. Yeah, I love that. I love that. When you just said that, uh, you know, when you say no, because I, I, I'll be honest with you, um, I didn't like no's. And so I got over that being a leader. But then when I came into the entrepreneur world, I went back to that old Bridget that I had let go. And it's like, okay, I don't want to hear no. And then I heard somebody say, just say, no is next, next opportunity. Next, yeah. just keep moving on, keep moving on. Um, and, and it doesn't mean not now. You know, so thank you so much. You have dropped some stuff. Y'all see my face beaming for the people that are watching uh, this in video format. If you listen to it, I just want you to stop for a second. Listen, listen. Y'all hear that smile? There it goes. Uh, I'm so very, very proud of my little best friend. It's not so little no more. Uh, I'm just so proud of you, Brianna. You are, again, amazing, amazing. You've always been an amazing inspiration to me um, to watch you and Imani and Teresa. And I'm going to get in trouble if I keep saying names because then I got to name all the other ones. Uh, but uh, I'm going to stop right there. So if I didn't say y'all name, y'all know I love y'all. I know y'all love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. But very, very proud of everything. And you have really, really blessed us today. Um, just again, understanding, be resilient when things don't go your way. All right, so we're going to wrap up and I'm going to let you have the final words. What else would you like us to know uh, to take the heart that we can keep on moving on with? I just want everybody to know, one, that God is very real. He loves you. He has already said yes. So even when the people tell you no, Please keep going. Please stay resilient. Your goals, your aspirations, anything you want to achieve, that is very real. I don't care if you're seven or 70. Please just keep the faith and keep going. I did it. It worked for me. So I know it works for everybody. I love it. I love it. I love it. Y'all heard the words. Brianna A. Sharif, Esquire, corporate attorney, working uh, with the IT company right now. When God says yes i need y'all to believe that if he did it for her he can do it for you and so again we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments you can go to the show notes click on the link and go directly to the website or you can go to bridgebronjackson.com forward slash podcast uh we would love 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 to hear from you if you did not like share and subscribe already i need you to like share and subscribe and you know i can't go out without saying coach me and I learn, challenge me, and I grow. Believe in me, and I win. Oh, yes, you are a winner. 